colonoscopy today. Wait, wait. I wait, saw wait. that. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. I'm not ready for that yet. You got to, you got to. That's what he said. What? Ready? Uh, I am ready. Walls had his colonoscopy today. It's you don't so, say. Well, it's the one day you can't say he's full of shit. Just waiting for that work to go. <laughs> he workshopped it on me earlier. I could tell. An email, emailer sent me that. I'm going to do it on the air, but I won't say the S word. Good idea. What are you eating today that you got away with? Chicken tenders, and they got JoJo potatoes. JoJo's chicken tenders. Although, you know the what half the reason? JoJo potatoes. The ones that are what? wedges. Like this here. It looked like the moon. You, you idiots! You, you are complete idiots. You spend forty bucks a week on food down there. Brand no, six bucks for lunch. It's great. Okay, five times six is thirty bucks. Thirty bucks a week. Yep. And guess what? I don't gotta make it. Um, what was I gonna say? Half the reason though is to get the chicken strips. He makes his own caniac sauce, and it's fantastic. Oh, that's really interesting. I didn't know that there's <laughs> caniac sauce. What do you got today, Such? Oh, Jesus, Kenny! Oh my God! <laughs> A Saturday piece about uh, the extraordinary dangers of this Freedom Fund bail situation. Um, hold on. Um, is that headline policeman bailed out by nonprofit back in jail? Uh, yes. All right. And I got uh, toilet paper. It's dangerous now because it has White. chemicals in it. Ford Motor Company is inventing technology so that the car can repossess itself. <laughs> Just drive uh, itself home? Yeah. <laughs> Kids can't do math. Neither uh, get some adults. Where'd you get the kids can't do math that's, thing? That's a that should be an entire show. That was from uh, last week. Center of the American Experiment. I'm serious, Joe. That's Joe, an entire Joe, show. Chris, you want Joe to do an that's entire boring, show, yeah. but not being what else you got math, Joe? huh? What, John? I can't no. cry. I know everybody's talking at once. Up. I'm trying to talk. Okay, there you go. Now I fixed it. Thank Walmart's you. Wow. Closing right and left. Finally, due sounds to, uh, good. Crime. So that just shuts out mom looking for a bargain. John, what did you say a minute no, ago? Nothing. It was a joke, and oh. never mind. I got a lot of Never stuff. mind. Never mind. Ding. I don't, I'm really tired of getting texts. Well, shut the That's, thing off. Well, they're in Rome, and I have to see everything. Well, one in Rome. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. Thank you. Hey. Rookie, I need from you today. That is as you say. Um, a Ray and Welter heating. Joe, when you're done, I got to ask you a question about this month. I'm done. You're texting though. I don't want to interrupt. I'm you. turning it on silent. So remember, two weeks from Friday, I'm out, and then I'm out that following week. Yeah. Yes. Two weeks. Do you want to Friday. do a show that Friday? The 24th. I can't think that far ahead, seriously. Well, I have no idea. The I'm only reason I'm asking, the, the only reason Kenny's I'm asking, talk. I'm going to start realigning ads and stuff. I think Kenny would like you to turn him up, Chris. Well, he keeps yelling at everybody. And I'm trying. Well, if you'd shut the hell up. 
Right there, he was communicating no, without words. I pulled you back down. Kenny, I'm talking about the damn show. All right, I'll just keep you down. I don't want to listen to it today. See ya. Take the day off. I don't give Goodness a gracious. Well, God, he just starts yelling at everybody. I, I know. Well, I, we get psychopath Kenny today. My God, I'm just asking a question about the show. Everything off out there? Yes. I'm gonna start becoming very moody. I think. Well, hey, I bet your Yelp review got that. I think, I think so. Is there? They can't be listeners. No, they would not be listeners. Did Unless, you seriously leave a review? Yeah, they're poor shovelers or something. You know like who that. the second worst is? Who? Bradaloni's dad, Larry. Oh, they, there's about three houses yeah, in there. The, uh, Mike mentioned that on the show. That and that. What's the store that's got the big parking lot in the back in St. Paul? That doesn't really Can narrow, you narrow it down. That down? Yeah. <laughs> well, they got because he mentioned on our show that they got a complaint, and he said, "What are you talking about? We shoved the side like, and they were referring to the parking lot." Well, what Fratelloni better do is get to his old man's house with about five hundred pounds of salt before they get sued. Well, they're in Florida. That's probably why. Well, that's the... not my point. My point is, it's untended. Well, call him. Oh no! Do it right now. Here, I'll do, do, it. Do, do it right now. <laughs> He he might be angry if I did that on the air. Frat? Yeah. Oh God, no. Well, it would alert somebody to the lawsuit prospects. Hey, how you doing? Good. You got up one second. Hey, hey get yeah. your get over to your dad's house with about five hundred pounds of salt, or you're gonna get sued. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny that you say that because uh, we we just had that that uh, argument with him the other day. He <laughs> said you're you're. Service company is doing a shit job. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all we wanted. That's exactly what we wanted. Yeah, but yeah, you know what? I'm I'm glad you said that. I'm going to call him afterwards. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah. You're the best, Mike. See ya. <laughs> Talk to you later. All right, bye. bye. <laughs> Mike agrees. Yeah. Mike loves that crap. What What is a Yelp review? It's an online service that basically that's their function. Is but who they, Who would look at those? All sorts of people do. Um, usually. They're just food. Usually it's food. Or if you're going to, I don't know why they would have a Yelp review because there were four or five other reviews for that place. They say, oh, it was a great, we had a great time there. We looked at the. So maybe it's a site they always check. Uh, yeah. If they're and on then they go, media. oh, we had a great time there. And then there's you who said. Negative Nancy. Yeah, uh, they are poor shovelers. Yeah, or something to that effect. I, Rook, mean. I, just, I need a Ray it's and not Welter. Plausible that they're listeners from you today, and I don't know if he's coming back. Whatever. Kao. Yeah. I don't know. Are we had a new molar today. Yes. Well, I don't know where it is. Well, I had it. Didn't Rob just give it to you? Yeah. Uh, 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 I had it. I got it. Because I have that and lamb for you today. And lamb? Yes, sir. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Should we wait for Pouty Pants or what? I don't know where he went. Did he go yeah. to Pouty Poop? There we go. There he is. There he is. He's Roman. Ooh. Rattaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. 
Kenny. What? Good I afternoon. need to try state bobcat from you today. You already told me that. Okay, I wasn't sure what you heard from me. I heard everything but shit that has to do with the show. All I want to do is talk to Such about what he's going to talk about, and you continually interrupt with your tripe BS. Oh, see, council members, it's paying off today. <laughs> yes. Can we respect? Okay. <laughs> I'm rolling. Okay, Chris. Hello, each other. Rattaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you. That's right, Matt. Brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1030, March 6, 2023. 69 degrees on this day in 2000. Mm-hmm. And not that long ago, yeah, Matt. For sure. 16 below in 1890. That is a long time ago. That's right. This yeah. is ricey for the canopy group. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's the wrong thing. Somebody yes. deleted my That's, news. Uh, this is going really, really well. And yeah. now, from the mayor's office, Let's above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, you gotta do it's this Garage thing. Logic okay. with yeah. Rookie on Production. I, I Chris Reavers, director of social media. John Hyde in the newsroom. And occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Souchere. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. Joey Joe. Uh, in about an hour, Governor Walls is having a colonoscopy. This is really. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Me this, this is news. And he said, this is the one day you can't say Walls is full of <laughs> crap. Right. See? <laughs> He's got a, he's the empty That's clever. Right. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was. I have to laugh. He even turned over his executive powers to uh, Mary Kay Smith or whatever. What the no, hell? Peggy Flanagan. Flanagan. Peggy Flanagan. Flanagan. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> Anna from Matamidi's birthday today. Oh, happy, happy birthday. birthday Anna. Anna. No, 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 no. I'm not happy singing birthday. the whole song. We don't, we don't do birthdays. birthdays. Okay. We won't do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we wish we could wish Anna happy birthday. Yeah. And, uh, What's this now? Oh, I noticed this too. Carl Schmidt writes, uh, and I'm going to mention this and then tell you why I'm mentioning it. I, I listen to your podcast, and after a while, it gets boring. Oh. <laughs> I, I would agree with that. I wouldn't have read that if I knew it. I should have read it beforehand. I'm on the show, <laughs> yeah, and I agree with that. Yeah. But please explain how your newspaper could run a story about a woman in Canada with dreadlocks who can't find a helmet to fit her hairstyle so she can go horseback riding. I just can't take it anymore. Uh, Carl, I saw that story, and I wasn't going to bring it up, uh, but you did, and it it, it, <laughs> it it also offered me some astonishment that we ran a pretty long story, I believe it was in yesterday's Sunday Pioneer Press, about the problems uh, most principally women of color are having Getting helmets to fit for their equestrian activities, hmm. and I, didn't I thought know this was a problem. You know what? The world isn't in that bad of shape. No, if that's if, what we're worried if about. If you got a problem getting a horse helmet, 
Marlene would have them, wouldn't they? Marlene's house Marlene's of helmets. Marlene's house of helmets, of course. The equestrian. If you got a problem getting a horse helmet, I would isn't, say that's not a big worry. Isn't a helmet, though, supposed to be fairly snug to your head? Yeah, and these gals with the big locks are saying that it doesn't work for them. Hmm. Well, you know. uh, the only solution is cut cut your hair. Well, you would think that would be the common sense answer, Kenny, but we live in a day when you must be accommodated. Did anyone what? watch the Chris Rock special? No, just the one not. clip. I saw one yeah, clip. I saw the clip. Okay, good. I don't think you missed anything. I think I will go back to watch it. He's a funny guy. I I can't win with this. What? To to rip it. I can't win because he's beloved. What do you, well, what do you want to rip? What he did he you was see? beyond vulgar. He took oh. he took vulgar to a new level. Oh. And I think that obviously was a conscious decision on his part. He's not known for that. Okay. Uh, we can go. He can go blue. But you you think he went? This was dark what, blue. What what's beyond blue? Um, green. He went to the next color wave beyond okay. blue. Okay. And on what topic? And I I I think I stand alone here because I've read the reviews and I've looked at the news items about it it made a big splash that he had this big comeback concert uh saturday night on netflix it was live and uh, i'm the only one thinking the way i am i i have i'm not finding anyone else who raised any red flags about it so it's just me it's probably my age get off my lawn uh, it's probably just me. So you're, you're correct, Joe. It's our age. I'm the same way. I didn't watch that, but my kid has been having me watch a lot of young comedians Yeah, and they all across the board. Over, yeah. Over the top. Yeah. Blue and, and yeah. Yeah. And I, I, and, and plus given the, a man of his stature, uh, and I think he does have stature. Okay. I, I think he's made quite a name for himself. Uh, he more than others should know the ramification of his work. Uh, why did every other word have to be the N word? I could talk about that too. Uh, this it's, 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 I can't, it's not funny. Uh, and, and here's the other problem. And, and, and how is he using, is he saying, uh, it just, it just trust me. It was in every sentence referring to white people, black people, women, men, whatever. Everything was the N word. Wow. And again, he had to consciously frame this. He had to consciously write this because that that hasn't been him in the past. He might have dropped an N word once in a while, but given the fact that we're we're virtually exploding, that we're so divided, we're we're on a hair trigger in this country. It, it just struck me that everything he said was not helpful. Everything. There's, there's a great so, round table uh, round table clip going around this weekend with Chris Rock, Louis C.K., Seinfeld, and Ricky Gervais, and they're talking about using the N word. Well, and, and I'm sure they're justifying it. Well, Louis C.K. and Chris Rock say, "Well, I've always used it, and I always will, even though Louis C.K. is white." Seinfeld, on the other hand, said. I, I don't even, I have never used that word in my life in or out of comedy. I would never use that word in or out of comedy. And I don't find anything funny when it's used. But for and they me, all, what, did, what did Gervais say? Uh, Gervais said, well, he joked about it. He said, I don't use it on stage either. I only use it in private. And then he went, <laughs> and then he went <laughs> you know, his laugh. 
<laughs> so uh, that that was the gist of that conversation, which I found interesting. Yeah. So you don't you're not being prudish. You're just saying it it wasn't it it, it didn't have any effect on what he was talking about. It didn't make the joke better. It didn't make it. He could have used other. He didn't need to be that uh, panderingly crass. Okay. We could go really deep on the I can't the wait to watch it now. Now I want to see it. We could go deep on, on that topic, Such. I mean, who uses it? Who gets to use it? Who doesn't get to use it? Words in general. Why is certain segments of the society um, banned or even canceled if they use that word? Why other? Why it's completely, totally uh, acceptable for other people to... It's an interesting topic. I, I, think I don't it's, know I think it's that an any... unacceptable word for no matter who uses it. Yeah. You take the what Seinfeld route. Yes. I take is, the Seinfeld route. Yeah. Is there such a thing, though? So, I mean, you just can't ban words. We're, we're getting hung up on just the use of that word. That was a small fraction of his lines no, but I, that he crossed. I, I, I see your point, though, and I, I just think it's an interesting topic. It is. It's terribly interesting. It, uh, but it, it struck me as uh, I, disappointed was the word to realize that he had purposely crafted this act to be as foul as humanly possible. Give me an example of what I he mean, was he talking made, about. He made, who, who's the comedian I'm thinking of? The trash man on TV, Red uh, Fox? Red Fox. Red Fox. He made Red Fox look like a Boy Scout. You got to wash. No, beyond that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It used to be an Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy did a bit about that a um, long time ago, how Cosby was getting down on him. I remember that. To talk to you about the things and then you do we, on then, your show. Then we then, learn about Cosby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. much later. And then um, Eddie and um, what's his name? Richard Pryor got together and just kind of laughed at Cosby, laughed it off. Right. But I agree with you. The shows I watch on YouTube and cable, I find it very off-putting with cursing, even if the word is beeped out. Yeah. Even though I'm, I use it a lot in my, in my, you know, nonstop Here, in, in regular life. There's another problem. There's another problem. I got everything he was saying. I got it. Okay. But he's talking to too many idiots who aren't going to get it. Who well, will think that what he said was okay? Do you, was it just thrown in? And well, this is a very it. practiced routine. You could he 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 worked hard on this. There was no. Would it have Would it have been as funny if he used a different word? I found much of what he was doing was social commentary that wasn't necessarily even intended to be funny. Hmm. Again, again, the use of the N word was but a small line that he crossed compared to other lines that he crossed. Now, I got a, a middle-aged daughter who thought the whole thing was brilliant. His line about Jay-Z and Beyonce was pretty damn good. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, she could work at a Burger well, King. Well, she said she's so beautiful that yeah. she could still get married to Jay-Z if she worked at Burger King. Right. But if Jay-Z worked at Burger King, right. ain't no chance he's right. getting married to Beyonce. <laughs> That's right. I thought that was pretty good. That's right. Well, he had some wonderful lines. Right. He's really sharp, which was why I was so disappointed. But I wonder how different it would have been had it not been live. 
if it was pre-produced, if it was, you know. Whatever. It's not worth dwelling on. I'm trying to remember why I brought it up. Oh, I asked you guys if you saw it. Yeah. Nobody did. except you well, did. I just saw a few clips online. Yeah, same with me. Well, I guess I just sold them a bunch of tickets. <laughs> no. Well, it's done now. I mean, you can still. It's... I suppose you can say in your microphone and it'll Netflix, come up. Chris yeah, Rock. you can yeah. pull it up on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, my kid said, I liked it so much. He's going to watch it again. Just so this see. is an age thing. There, I, I don't diminish that. This is uh this is me standing outside in my underwear yelling, at the yelling cloud. get off my lawn. <laughs> okay. You know. Well now I have to watch the entire thing because I I, I want to know what put you over the edge. That was a uh by the time he got to uh Will Smith, I just had enough. I turned it off. Mm. That was his denouement. I believe, unless the thing went on for another half hour. I have I no know. idea. I don't know. But but even his description, of, I, I got to think Will Smith's going to come looking for him. Well, he pretty much already did once. Yeah, I think but he... I mean, again, <laughs> he, he left no stone unturned. He graphically explained. Will needs to pretty much lay low when it comes to Chris Rock, because that's put a little... <laughs> little damp on his career you don't think they're going to be having thanksgiving dinner well together? no but but i think will has suffered uh from a career standpoint because of what he did well whatever okay it was, it was uh... is that your dirt alert <laughs> i guess that's what it was wasn't it? <laughs> i didn't see it because i was at springsteen last night well it was on saturday night matt oh. <laughs> so i was you... not at springsteen Oops. on saturday night you could have another excuse. how was the boss the boss how was that government music don't um, start with me uh, it was good. I didn't know a lot of the his encores when he came out. What you know, "Hungry Heart" or "Born to Run," "Dancing in the Dark." I didn't know some of the early songs, but my wife was sitting there singing them. I didn't. I like the new stuff. You I don't like the Hungry old stuff. Heart? No, no, I didn't know what these other songs Get, were before Kitty's the back. encore. Uh, I saw he did "Kitty's Back." Yeah, "Kitty's Back" is a long, great old song. Who opened for him? Nobody. nobody. Oh, nobody. nobody you know boss. his new stuff, but you don't know his old stuff. No, Matt phrased it incorrectly. Matt knows, knows the, the old middle. stuff, which was heard during the encore. During the brunt of the show, Matt was having a problem because it was mostly new stuff. Oh, okay. yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Did I help you there? Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Yes, it did. The Rook <laughs> translator. I, I speak rookie. <laughs> I, I have for years. <laughs> I sat down and the guy uh, behind me said, hey, Rook huge fan of the show okay doesn't mean anything that's anecdotal yes did you introduce yourself first though tell him you're mad <laughs> i am rookie. yes Learned that's how i all had yes exactly <laughs> i am the rookie uh, what i've had my uh the rookie sent me t-shirt on <laughs> you know not according to me not according to me what but according to usl us ucla okay which is a failed academy so all you euphorians, you love to take the word of the failed academy. Right. According to a UCLA study published by Environmental Pollution, the 2020 California wildfire season was a record-setting year of wildfires that created more problems than the last 16 years of uh, mitigating automobile exhaust, for example. Hmm. Yeah. 
that burn over 4.2 million acres. You know what that is in a state the size of California? It's nothing. 4%. Making 2020 the largest wildfire season recorded in California. Now, what they should do is, uh, as long as this is from the failed academy, wouldn't it be safe for Newsom, who's a fraud and a phony, wouldn't it be safe for Newsom to say, based on studies like this from UCLA, we must improve our forest management. We we have to ignore the environmentalists and go in there and do the cleanup that we're supposed to do. That it would be self-serve. It would be a, a smart thing to do so it doesn't burn. The six the the CO two released by the fires was undid sixteen years of pollution control in California. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's today's environmental statistic, but I can say it because it's come from the failed academy, so it must be true. It must be true. Came right from the failed academy. True. Yeah. They have wildfires every single year. Yep. Every single year. Yeah. Here's today's environmental statistic. Are you taking submissions for the governor of the state of Minnesota? What do you mean? Well, Hans just weighs in on the Walls colonoscopy. It's at 1 p.m. I wonder if they're going to find his head up there. That's what Bert said. <laughs> now Bert, that's funny. Bert was wondering if they could plant a chip there. Maybe oh, a sure. Reality chip. Well, he already got the chip, didn't he, when he got the booster? I don't know. I don't know. What's her name again? The lieutenant governor? Peggy, Peggy Flanagan. Flanagan. She's Peggy the Flanagan. governor right now. Yep. Because he's going to. What's she going to get pushed through? Boy, they got a lot going on, don't mm-hmm. they? Yeah. You get the feeling the rest of the country might be snickering at Minnesota? <laughs> For a long, long time. Might be snickering at us? Yeah. You know what Walmarts are closing? Yes. Walmarts are closing because of progressive hellscapes. They're closing eight stores in five states. Wow. They're winding down pickup locations. Uh, They're citing poor financial performance. But uh, the stores are underperforming in uh, crime-ridden areas. So what that's going to do is the behavior of these feral youth is going to cause mom a problem when she has to go and try and buy some stuff at a discount price, the stores will be closed. Remember I told you I got the the texting string from a fellow I know who was in San Francisco and he said it was easier to buy a toothbrush in Shanghai than it's becoming to buy one in San Francisco. Because wow. the door, the uh, close, <laughs> the stores are either closed or they have so much security that there's a line that forms outside because the security only lets a few people in at a time. And we've already seen it happen here. This is San Francisco. Right. San Francisco. You know who I want to welcome back? Who's that? R.F. Moeller. Oh! Dave, have you been in their new store in Highland? Uh, I have. Completely remodeled. It's, uh, it's it's gorgeous. That's where Matthew got his wedding ring. Well, that's where you should get them right. because you're going to get the best deal from the best people. But this is a third-generation family-owned jewelry store that 50th and France and he died in, Ford and Cleveland and uh, 
St. Paul, 70 years in business. They've been celebrating. You know what they're celebrating? Love. <laughs> since, Amore. Ni- since 1951. And it's uh, it's great stuff. Uh, I know these guys personally. I always have the staff is educated because a lot of times uh, if a molar isn't around, uh, I just settle for whoever helps me because they're smarter usually than molar. Because mm-hmm. Moeller, you know, he's a big shot, <laughs> yes. and and he doesn't know as much as he thinks he does anymore. Right. So I go to the staff who are all wonderful. <laughs> yes. Birthdays, anniversaries, graduations, engagements. It's a beautiful, beautiful array of the best jewelry in the, <laughs> in the <laughs> Twin Cities. Did you realize what you just did? What did I just do for Moeller, my man Moeller? You just ripped the well, he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about <laughs> Well, get to the staff. Well, they, back, they know. So, they know what the so hell they're if doing. Moeller comes up and greets you when you walk in. Yeah. Ask if there's anybody there else anybody that else can, that can help me. Help you. <laughs> Mark, you got to give me somebody to help you. I can't oh, talk to you. Nancy, I can't talk man. to you. Yeah, anybody. Give me Bobby. Give me anybody. Uh, and that's if you want your jewelry custom designed. You know what they got? They got everything. The computer programs. You could design something. But not with Moeller. He doesn't know how to work that stuff. Go to the staff because <laughs> they'll help you. It's I'm serious. So, it's, uh, it's so the, best. the customer doesn't want to say it. Can I see a manager, please? No. no. In, in <laughs> Moeller's, you say, give me anybody but a manager. Because <laughs> right. the manager's all family. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's RF Moeller. It's fantastic. RFMoeller.com. 50th in France in Edina. Ford in Cleveland in St. Paul. They're either going to love that or hate it. That was a great <laughs> ad. Oh, my God, that was good. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. <laughs> I do it their first ad back, and I say, forget the owner. He doesn't know <laughs> shit. No. <laughs> Come on. Oh, God. Anybody see Trump's speech at the CPAC or oh, read about it? Just clips. Wow. Yeah, well. I've given up, so <laughs> I did I'm enjoy your, your retribution. Uh, I'm your retribution. Yeah. yeah, I did enjoy Friday. Uh, you going after the Florida law? I had to listen to that segment just to make sure you did. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I got an interesting side about that. It's got to be ultimately unconstitutional, doesn't it? I would think so. First Amendment and all that I can, fun I stuff. Think I can tell you why it's unconstitutional. Uh, I got a nice note. This Tim Buck too, whoever he is, sure does a lot of research that you guys don't do. That's why we, <laughs> that's why we love him. How do you know it's not one of us? Incognito. Oh, I just know. <laughs> I just know because two meaning also is spelled correct. Okay, wait a minute. Oh, come on. I know that. <laughs> yeah, but Reavers didn't. No, oh. no, no. <laughs> I looked at, I went back. Yeah, and you're wrong. You spelled two T-O. Listen to the audio. Well, Audio. I'm talking about the uh, the, the, the thing you print for the thing, the, the website. He- I know the headline the thing, is yeah. "Listen to the audio of Biden's new FAA candidate." Yeah, that's not T O O. No, but s- further in, uh, there's some. Listen you to use... the audio. It will comfort you on your next flight. Florida legislator Jason Berger <laughs> wants to register bloggers if they were right about government officials. That's not T O O. Okay, keep going. State officials wish to hold Hyundai and Kia accountable because their cars are too easy to steal. What? How'd you spell two there on too easy? T O. 
Are two? Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you spelled too easy, T-O. I'm gonna start spelling it T-W-O every time we use the word two. No, that would be wrong or as well. Use the number two. Hey, I got a great uh, like email <laughs> from a guy about Hyundai cars. Yeah. He says the reason you don't see them on the resale market is because the owners are still driving them. They warranty the cars to 100,000 miles. His dad has a Sonata with 250K on it. Wow. The motor was replaced under warranty at 225. Wow. They are a very, very solid vehicle with one of the best warranties on the market. Wow. I wish I would have known that three, you know, a month ago. You would have bought the roommate one. Yeah. Well, she's in a Honda now. That's fine. But yeah, I just wrongly assumed they were junk and didn't even pay attention to them. There's a truck that parks on Highland Parkway in Davern. Highland Parkway in Davern, okay. Minnesota Department of Transportation. But it's there all the time. Doesn't the guy work? Is he a third shifter? I don't Maybe know. Maybe he's an overnighter. I don't know. That bothers you, though, huh? Well, not really. <laughs> but it must, Matt, because I brought you're, it up. You're thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... Do you specifically take that route just to see if it's still there? No, it's on my one of my walking routes. Mm. I don't drive over there to see it. You drive to take your walk, though. I do. Okay. Are you ready? Does Candy got something? He does. I'm I'm ready. I'm rolling. I'm gonna sneeze here in a second. Go ahead. We'll work through it. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Sushere. Yeah, of course I have an opinion on which Toro snowblower you should buy from Tri-State Bobcat during their spring sale on the Toro Power Clear single stage blowers and the Power Max two stage blowers. I have an opinion, and so does everybody else. That's why Tri-State is offering you the both models, and whatever you decide on, I promise you, you're going to look forward to the next snowfall with a Toro snowblower. Best bet, just get into a Tri-State location, talk to an expert, take home the unit that best fits your needs. If you're busy thinking about summer, oh boy, I've my opinion I think is proven fact. Toro's zero-turn mowers will cut the time spent mowing and make a tedious job fun. Right now, Tri-State Bobcat has the best pricing on select previous model years, the Time Cutter and Titan zero-turn mowers, uh, anywhere from 42 up to 60 inches with discounts ranging from 10 to 20% under their promo pricing. There's a big bunch of both snowblowers and carry over zero turns and new models on sale. So get on the uh, horn, call up any one of the tri-state locations, tell them you're a GLer and you need a snowblower or a Toro zero turn mower. And if you're listening down in the Owatonna area, Mankey's Outdoor Equipment in Owatonna, now part of the tri-state family. So all the pricing you hear me talking about here in the Twin Cities also available down in Owatonna. And as always, when you stroll in, say, hey, I'm a GLer, what's up? Um, tell them you heard about it on the GL podcast. We're talking Burnsville, Little Canada, and Hudson, Wisconsin. And you can see all of everything and even more at tristatebobcat.com. Did you guys, boy, there's so much on our plates that we didn't get to. Did you guys read last week that among the other things the DFL wishes to push through is uh, the assisted death deal, where if you're, yeah. you're suffering, you can apparently get a pill or something and finish yourself off. Uh, and it just rubbed me the wrong way. 
I'm not I'm not in fan I'm not a fan of that. Euthanasia? Yeah. But yep. but one of the quotes from somebody in the story was, "Well, I would I don't want I wouldn't want my uh, family to see me suffer." All right, and I got thinking. It's no wonder that this whole climate change hysteria can get so much traction with people, because all it would be in their estimation is some avoidance of inconvenience or suffering. They don't want any part of that. So, okay. therefore, we don't want you to drive or you must drive an electric car. We don't want to be suffering. That's all I had to say about that. I linked climate change to euthanasia. I think I know. Well, oh, go ahead, Kenny. How different is that from you get the notice um, from the doctor uh, that says, well, your body's shutting down. You're in a lot of pain. You've got cancer. You're suffering. Uh, it's going to be over in a week. So we're going to drug you up so you're high AF. And uh, you're just going to wither away until your body shuts off. That so I'll that's take a, that. I'll take okay. that. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll take that. It, it, it's pretty. That's pretty brutal. It, it's a sad and sorry way to go. I think the real reason that you're that's what Jimmy Carter's doing, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But no. I think the reason you're not in favor of it is you're worried. Um, she's going to say no. He he needs that. <laughs> well, I, I don't trust the people around me that they might. He looks like he's we'll suffering. Take care of it. Yeah. We'll take care of it for you. <laughs> no, really, yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> You'll also recall that I believe it was Friday we discovered uh, Reavers, give me his name again, uh, Jason Brodeur in Florida. Yes, yep. Uh, authored a bill that won't go anywhere. He wants to register anyone who blogs about the Florida government. I actually have it here. Uh, Florida legislator Jason Brodeur wants to, T-O, register bloggers <laughs> if they write about government officials. Right, and he's an idiot, and right. he won't get anywhere with it, but... Uh, it shows you the dangers of the way this political class thinks. But Tim Buck, too, who has done a lot of work for this show. I've never, I don't think I've met the guy. Well, he does more um, work than you guys do. Yeah, I <laughs> don't deny that. And he's got an interesting, interesting discovery. A Friday's podcast discussed a Florida bill that would require political bloggers to register with the state and pay a fee. This ridiculous proposal would not survive a constitutional challenge owing in large part to a Supreme Court decision handed down almost a century ago called a century ago called near versus Minnesota. I believe this was the most important case in Minnesota history and certainly a turning point in the history of the free press in America. Jay Near was a Minneapolis muckraker who published a weekly newspaper called the Saturday Press. He was a crusader against organized crime and political corruption, but he was not a sympathetic character. He was said to be anti-Semitic, anti-Catholic, and anti-Black. Near accused a young Hennepin County attorney named Floyd B. Olson, who was later a three-term governor, of being soft on crime. In 1927, Olson filed a complaint against the Saturday Press under the Minnesota Nuisance Law of 1925. Also known as the Minnesota Gag Law, it actually gave courts the authority to shut down newspapers. Wow. Neer's attorney argued that the gag law was an unconstitutional infringement of the rights of a free press. The trial judge said the law served a valid purpose and ordered Mr. Neer to shut down his newspaper. Near appealed to the Minnesota Supreme Court, but they upheld the decision of the lower court. 
The state Supreme Court wrote that a scandalous publication annoys, injures, and endangers the comfort and repose of a considerable number of persons, and so constituted a nuisance just as surely as places where intoxicating liquor is illegally sold, houses of prostitution, and itinerant carnivals. Hmm. Near's last resort was the U.S. Supreme Court. But he didn't have the money to finance that appeal, and the case could have died, leaving a terrible legal precedent. He was given the money to appeal by one of the most powerful men in journalism, Colonel Robert McCormick, the publisher of the Chicago Tribune. The two men had little in common. McCormick was a Yale graduate and had a law degree from Northwestern University, but he understood the threat these gag laws presented to all members of the press. The U.S. Supreme Court struck down Minnesota's gag law as an unconstitutional infringement of the rights of a free press. The most important sentence from that decision is the following. The fact that liberty of press may be amused, may be abused, does not make any less necessary the immunity of the press from prior restraint. A more serious evil would result if officials could determine which stories could be published. The Near versus Minnesota decision is now considered a landmark case that is often cited in any case involving free speech or free press. If you walk into the lobby of the Chicago Tribune building today, I'm sorry, that no longer exists, you will find quotations from Near versus Minnesota etched into the marble walls. The specific facts of this case are important precisely because it involved a person that many people disliked. The First Amendment does not exist to protect Mr. Rogers. It exists to protect people like Mr. Near. The Saturday Press resumed publication under the guidance of Mr. Near and his associate, Howard Guilford. Three years later, Guilford was gunned down by an organized crime hitman. Although tragic, it remains to this day the perfect metaphor for what is wrong with these small-minded politicians. They use legislation the same way a hitman uses bullets to shut people up. Murder of journalists is illegal in every country. In America, government suppression of free speech is also illegal, thanks to an unlikable guy named Jay Neer. Hmm. And there you have it, Jason Brodeur in Florida. Uh, the Supreme Court case could very well be brought into play should this preposterous wish of Mr. Brodeur gain any traction in the Florida legislature. Near versus Minnesota ruled that uh, you can't do that. Okay. No prior restraint. Thank you, Tim Buck, too. When did he send that to you? Today at 9.45 a.m. When did we talk about that story? Friday. So he had all weekend yeah. to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. We, we had about three minutes before the show started on Friday to do all the research. That's when we found out what you were going to talk about. May I suggest, did you, any of you bring anything in today on near versus Minnesota? No. Either, I, I did either, not. either did I. I did not. Either did I. But that's why the GL nation continues to grow. Because we have living in the nation people who take these responsibilities seriously. Very serious. 
and take them to heart. Yes, right to the heart. I would I would have probably had it Friday, but I was off Friday, so. No, I'm not going to dispute that because you do have a, you, even though you need to be prodded. I, I didn't have it, Joe. No, but you, you might have. You might have gotten curious about that. Although I, yeah. there was nothing in Brodeur's story to alert us to this almost 100-year-old case in Minnesota near versus Minnesota. Yeah. But I'm glad it was pointed out. I think it's important to know. And I think the guy on uh, in Florida will fall right on his prat. He's got he's got nowhere to go with that. At least so far as this country survives at this moment, God only knows where we're headed. And I I'm going to catch myself right there before I would say anything further. It's not the only First Amendment uh, thing going on in Florida at, at this moment. I mean, there are other. First Amendment questions going on and proposals. Regarding? Uh, journalist privilege. Huh. Uh, DeSantis would like to get rid of that. Uh, there's also a push to write a bill where anonymous sources can't be used. We'd like to get rid of that. I don't think any of those would, would muster, though, would they, in court cases? I would no, think you have to. You, I, I'm a f not a fan of anonymity either, but it has well, its uses. Well, certainly, yeah. The uh, Harding story, where we learned that Harding High School is run pretty much like a Salvadoran prison. Mm -hmm. We only know that because of teachers who were granted anonymity by the Pioneer Press. The Pioneer Press, like any newspaper still functioning doesn't throw around anonymity lightly it it would just and, soon not have it but they said this is too important yes uh josh vergus the reporter who wrote the most important school story in the history of the pioneer press you may grant those teachers anonymity if they wish to talk to you mm -hmm. well, the key word there though being uh teachers right mm -hmm. um, when you have an anonymous source don't you also have to back that up with at least two more well, you sources. You would certainly try to, but you're right. This is about six teachers who came forward. Yeah. And the reason they wanted anonymity is because the district has a history of retaliation, which is absurd on the face of it. Yeah. You are run by such an incompetent fool at the top that he's going to cost you your job. If you point out that nothing that he's doing works. <laughs> that's what's been happening and even though that they were anonymous it's still worth monitoring to see if anything does happen right to some of these teachers to back up kenny's point uh remember watergate uh they had the one source the deep throat the fbi throat. agent but yeah. but ben bradley told them as they have to go verify right. whatever and they all they both had sources woodward and bernstein who could verify what right. mark felt the fbi agent had told them right it, were, were there any updates over the weekend in the St. Paul paper regarding no. that story? No. Short of me writing about it, no. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I, I think that— How is that going to be just slipped under the carpet? Well, I don't think it will be. Uh, I think the silence is a measure of their, of their being—of them having been reproached. Mm. Uh, I don't know what they intend to do about it, but— uh, no parent in their right mind is now going to send a, a kid to Harding. How's it work in St. Paul? Can you pull your kid out of there? Yes. Put him somewhere else and then rely on a bus service to get him from home to school? 
Well, ideally, that that's, that's, that's one of the problems is that I suppose uh, the financial situation of a family would impact greatly on where a kid could go to school. Uh, but I would urge those parents to explore every option. Uh, you know, a lot of the private schools have scholarship money available. Yeah, they do. And uh, take it if they got it. What I thought was interesting, it was the anecdotal stories that I received about how this has been going on for years and years and years, where um, they'll, the school district, the St. Paul, will take problem kids and shuffle them off to a different school. Uh, in the case I'm thinking about from a listener, um, it was out to Stillwater. Well, and it was the case of the kid who got stabbed. He was a problem and, kid at Humboldt. And that's so right, let's, right. Move him to, let's move him to yeah. Harding. Exactly. All right here, I wasn't even going to discuss this today, but you're alerting me to the one great fact in this. And that is, I have long contended that these absurd equity policies are making black children less than. Mm-hmm. You are seeing the results of making black children less than. Yes. You are seeing the results. The results are horrific the results are when you tell a black kid we're not going to suspend you we're not going to punish you we don't hold you accountable because obviously and and this is what the failed academy has come up with obviously you've been subjected to patriarchy and white privilege and you're a victim and no matter what you do and how you behave we can justify it because you've been victimized which is b as in b s as in s well what what's happening to the kids is that they're losing their own self respect you know somebody gets punished uh they imp- that's the one funny thing now there was more than one but one of the great moments I should say I shouldn't say great. One of the redeeming moments in the Chris Rock concert was telling the story of how his daughter and three of her pals uh, got were threatened with expulsion, and he might have been making this up, but I don't think he was. Were threatened with expulsion because on a class trip to Portugal, because mm-hmm. Chris Rock's kid wasn't going to PS number twenty-two. Uh, on a class trip to Portugal, they stuck out of their uh, chaperone guidance and went in a bar and got too overserved and whatnot. And they came back and all the parents uh, of the white kids got lawyers to, to threaten the school. Don't, don't expel, don't expel my kid. Rock went to the Dean, the headmaster and begged him to throw his kid out. Mm. Teacher a lesson. Okay. And that's what that's what black parents have been deprived of by the left. Hmm. They've been deprived of that. Black parents do not let the school board, do not let the school administration, do not let the failed academy do you any favors. They are looking at your child and saying, we don't expect anything from your child. That's what they're doing to your child. They're making your child less than and your child is not less than. And uh, that was the one thing about uh, the rock deal that I really appreciated. For some reason, I can't stop thinking about that kid who had a couple of opinion pieces a couple of years ago, Marcus Hunter II. Yep. I live in a cemetery called North Minneapolis. And then the other one, imagine you're a black male teen. You go through everything you go through 
growing up in the ghetto where, you know, to paraphrase Marcus, your next step might be your last. Mm -hmm. You think you'd get a reprise when you go to school because you want to learn and you want to succeed and you want to go forward. And then you have that kind of nonsense like you have at Harding and other schools. Yeah. And what you have to do uh, first, here's how to fix Harding. First of all, they need metal detectors today. Look, you got to start with this premise. You you have a generation of, of kids coming in who have had no foundation for moral and ethical integrity. Right. Okay. And then you're you are accommodating that by your behavior in the schools by not holding them accountable for anything. Right. Mm-hmm. So here's what I would do at Harding. Metal detectors at every door, cops back in the school, and Absolute consequences in punishment for any any uh, misbehavior. You swear at a teacher, you're out of that classroom. And if, I I can't condone corporal punishment because I I'll get nowhere for that. And and probably but that's, you won't even get to this step. Is the but, sad part. But that's unwise for me to suggest that a gym teacher should slap the kid back. That's wrong of me. That's not going to happen. But that kid has to go and uh, I don't know do 500 push-ups. Do something. You can't swear at a teacher. You can't smoke a joint in school. You can't harass kids in a bathroom. You can't, you know, I don't think it's far-fetched to say these policies have blood on their hands. Well, it's evident. You had a kid stabbed to death. And the teachers were saying that was only a matter of time. So you, you, you school administrators, and I think this is really true, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, you not only have ruined the academy, you've ruined any chance for these children of color to have uh, expectations in their life. You are, you are despicable people. You are despicable with your failed equity policies. You've ruined it, and you got to turn it around starting today. And that means these tough decisions, metal detectors, cops, and don't smart off to me, mister. Yep. Do these yeah. bad, do these bad I kids? Here. I don't know what Kenny's saying. Oh. Oh, Kenny. Just a minute. I got to put this thing back in. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm what, unplugged. I'm that, plugged back she, in now. That's what she said. Right. right. Uh, these bad kids. So are we to assume that they can't read and they can't write and they can't do simple uh, addition and sub, sub are they just how do they get through life in 19 public schools across the state not a single student can do grade level math during the 21 22 school year according to an american experiment analysis of state assessment data zero students at six traditional public schools two online public schools and 11 11 public charter schools demonstrated proficiency on the math uh, Minnesota Comprehensive Assessment, spring 2022. Additionally, zero students at one of the traditional public schools also could not read at a grade level. Half of the traditional public schools with 0% proficiency are in the Minneapolis Public School District. Hmm. Wow. Among elementary schools in the Minneapolis-St. Paul School District, seven had zero fifth graders demonstrate math proficiency. Oh. Zero. This 0% proficiency does not include area learning centers, alternative schools, or special education schools across the state, of which 56 had not a single student meeting grade-level expectations in math, and six without any student demonstrating reading proficiency. 
At the start of the 2022 school year, fewer than half of Minnesota students statewide are proficient in math. Fewer than half. Wow. 44.6%. And just under 50% cannot read at grade level. A black oh, wow. principal um, <laughs> once said, if they, if they can't read by the time they're in third grade, they're going to jail. On national assessments, Minnesota reading and math scores are the lowest they have been in 30 years. Who's been in charge? The failed academy. And, and, and the failed academy cannot be responsible for a poorly behaved children arriving at school. But the failed academy can be responsible for doing nothing to improve the behavior of a poorly behaved child. They too easily accommodate it with their equity policies and their false notion of white patriarchy is the cause of that child's behavior. Utter BS. School administrators uh, are, are acting despicably. They're despicable people. Well, they're concerned about pronouns, Joe. They, yeah. they care. They care about that. How you identify, and and don't tell me money is the answer because obviously it is not the answer. Public education in the state of Minnesota gets more than half this state's budget. They'll probably get a big, big hunk of the surplus that you'll never see as Walls continues to pander to the education union. None of it is working. That it's piece you just read, all those stats from, where did you find that? Center of the American Experiment. Every, who broke down the Minnesota assessment data? Every single Minnesotan should read that. Every single one. Whether you're 90 or 19, everybody should know that. Can't you tell in just your daily interactions with the public? Yes. Yeah. It is. Customer service is down. Oh my God! Um, not to mention, um, you know, just being polite. I won't name the place, but I was uh, getting gas. Yes. And then I went inside to buy a couple of things and paid in cash. And the twenty-four-year-old cashier had a tough time with the change. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they all do. Failure to help students achieve rudimentary literacy and numeracy skills, despite all the dollars being spent, is unacceptable. State leaders should take a hard look at these schools and their operations and hold them accountable, if not shut them down. That includes failing charter schools. Students being left behind deserve students being left behind deserve access to a learning environment that will meet their needs. In a sane world, schools that don't and can't teach a single student the most basic of skills would be shut down, wrote Ted Dabrowski and John Klinger in their analysis of Illinois schools, which was the inspiration for us to look into Minnesota's. But here they carry on. The system thrives while students wither. And that's, again, I'm cutting teachers slack. The teachers aren't responsible for that. It's the administrative policies. Right. The teachers are too busy worried if they're going to be, a, if somebody's going to shoot them. Right. Hmm. Wow. Would you like to take a time out and bring back our man, John Height? I would. All right, let's but, do that. But first, I'd love to let all of the GLers know about the best quality water. Let's hear it. I love a good glass of water. How about with ice? Well, I love it. Ice water is the best. Yeah. 
And you'll get the best from my friends at Hofferman Water. Because Connecticut is the top of the line, and that's what they deal with. Connecticut has you taken care of, whether you're in the market for a water softener, maybe an iron rust or odor filtration system, or you just want the good old standard, a brand new drinking water system from Connecticut and Hofferman Water. Well, you are in luck because a new system from Connecticut can do so many things that other water softeners just simply cannot do. It's going to cut down on your salt usage, but it's also going to protect your appliances, which are also a massive investment for you. Because bad water can affect almost every aspect of your home, but you get that new system from Hofferman and Connecticut, your showers are better. So is your cooking, your laundry, and your drinking water. So do me a favor, get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water today. I have been a proud customer of Hofferman Water for years now, and you will be happy to if you decide to make the switch. 952-894-4040. That's 952-894-4040, or just visit their website, hoffermanwater.com. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. We're going to John here, I assume. Yep. <clears throat> hey, Ruck. Yo. I need Ray Welter from you when we come back. Yeah. When we come back. So the uh, XL EV charger thing. Is raising a ruckus. Did you read that piece yesterday in the strip? Yes. Should I be saving it? Uh, no. Joe, I started that Stephen Hunter book last night. Yeah? Yeah. Well, it's pretty good so far. I'm only, you know, 50, 60 pages in. What's it called again? Targeted? Yeah, I love it. Uh, all right. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, we got to start early tomorrow. What time? Well, I got to be in Woodbury at one twenty for a doctor's appointment. And that's 30 minutes from here or 20 minutes from here. So I, I think we should start tomorrow at about 1130.
Okay. Okay. Then. Kenny got some. Rook does. Rook. I got you. Go. Right. Got you. Hang tight. You cannot stop him. You just make a move. Joe Souchere. You know who else you can't stop? You cannot stop Ray and Welter Heating. You can call me Ray. You can call me Ray, <laughs> and you can call me Welter. But she doesn't have to call my shelter. Here's the deal. Go to welterheating.com. For 100 years and four generations, that's their history. And what does that mean? That means they've got experience. So when they come out to work on your furnace, maybe it's your air conditioner, you know, is the season right now. It is the season for getting that air conditioning up right now. This is the season. And if your uh, furnace is making funky noises, have them come out and look at your furnace. They are the professionals. They are local. And again, a century of experience underneath their belt there. 612-825-6867. But they also do air purification. And go to their website, welterheating.com, and learn about that. And then call 612-825-6867 and shout, purify my shelter with the fine folks from Welter. That's all you have to do. Again, they are garage logicians. It's a family-run business, and they are on this podcast because they know that GLers aren't going to be fooled by a fly-by-night company. They're going to go with someone that has experience. Go online to make an appointment, or you can call, whatever the case may be. Just make sure you're not cornered in with furnace problems or air conditioning problems down the road. Call them right now. Get a little tune-up and tell them that the Rook sent you. 612-825-6867. Online at welterheating.com. Here's John Height. Well, yes, so. he is. Yes, he yes, is. He I was is. I was hoping you wouldn't uh, comb your hair like you just did because you touched one part of it and it stood straight up and you left it that way through that entire ad. And I wanted to show the people, but you fixed it right <laughs> before you it. introduced me. So. Damn the vanity, huh? <laughs> yeah. I, I can't... Uh... I can't control it. Yeah. I understand. That's In the news, uh, a story mm-hmm. that uh, was well, that was big news. A man charged with fatally shooting a nine-year-old girl back in 2021 moved to enter a guilty plea today. 20-year-old Dupree Sharif Robinson charged with both first-degree and second-degree murder in the killing of Trinity Odison Smith. You remember the story? She was shot while playing on a trampoline in the backyard of her friend's home May 15, 2021. While proceedings were scheduled to start today, there was a delay for an unspecified reason, and it was later learned Robinson had opted to take a plea deal and enter a guilty plea to second-degree murder. Under terms of this agreement, he's expected to receive a sentence of around 37 years in prison. He faced life in prison if convicted of first-degree murder. He will be sentenced on March 21st. Lawmakers in the Minnesota House of Representatives could vote on nearly two billion dollars worth of infrastructure spending today. It would be the first bonding bill in two years if it makes it to the governor's desk. Typically, bonding bills come later in the session, but lawmakers want to make sure this gets done after it failed to pass last year. Governor Walls initially proposed $3.3 billion for infrastructure spending in late January, but the current package is smaller, coming in at about $1.9 billion. The bill contains nearly $250 million that would go toward road and bridge improvements, another $300 million that would help state colleges and universities, about $180 million would be allocated toward natural resources, and about $140 million would be set aside for employment and economic development. What was the total figure, John? Uh, $1.9 billion, almost $2 billion. What is our surplus at right now? 19 or 18.7, 18.7, somewhere around there. Yeah. Million? 
Billion, yes. Billion. Billion. You know what hmm. I'd accept? I'd expect, hmm. I'd 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 t- spend the whole surplus on infrastructure. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Don't but borrow it's... any money. Just go out and redo every road and bridge in the state. I mean, I'm I'm cool with that. Yep. And in your story, where's the money coming from? Uh it's just part of the budget. General I'm assuming it, yeah, would come from the general fund. So it doesn't involve any increase in our taxes. Not yet. Yeah. But the spending of that surplus, as I've told you, will result in the government having grown by $17 billion, which you will need to fund it odd in in forever. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> am, am I being, <laughs> am I just being naive and saying, why don't we use some of the surplus to pay for everything you just mentioned? I just said that. I mean, I agree. Yeah. Let's yeah. just use it up and mm-hmm. fix everything. So is that a naive position? I guess for us, because we're not DFLers. We're not <laughs> crooks who are going to money launder it and corrupt it. Oh, I didn't say that, should <laughs> Well, uh, I was hoping you would. <laughs> Thank you for saying it. That's, that's what I was trying to get you to say. <laughs> An active shooter seen in Stillwater on Saturday at the Curve Crest Villa apartment complex resulted in the death of one person. According to police and witness accounts, gunfire went off both in and outside the building around 2.30 in the afternoon, ending in the death of the alleged shooter by police. The event struck many as out of place. This isn't something that happens in Stillwater, said Police Chief Brian Mueller during a Saturday night press conference. He added, I can't project right now what was happening inside of that residence, but I can tell you that, like I said, there were numerous shots fired inside and outside prior to the arrival with several civilians that were hurt. Arriving officers were also met with bullets, Mueller said, which he believes hit a squad car before officers returned fire and hit the single male suspect. He died later at the hospital. No officers were hurt, but Mueller said two to three civilians were hurt, likely at the hands of the alleged shooter. The BCA yesterday would not comment on the exact number of people hurt, their current conditions. An update on the investigation can be expected likely midweek, according to a spokesman. Four American citizens are missing after being assaulted and kidnapped from a vehicle by unidentified armed men in Mexico, according to the FBI. The Americans came under gunfire from the men shortly after crossing the border on Friday through the city of Matamoros in the Tamaulipas state, across from Brownsville, Texas. And according to special FBI agent Oliver Rich, the victims crossed into Mexico driving a white minivan with North Carolina license plates, according to the FBI. Shortly after, the gunman fired upon the passengers in the vehicle, and the four Americans were placed in another vehicle taken from the scene by the men. I ain't One, going to Mexico. Law enforcement has not released the names of those who they said I were kidnapped. Their conditions are not known. The U.S. consulate in Matamoros issued an alert about a shooting in the city. The message cited media reports that one person had been killed, but the consulate did not immediately confirm that death. John, I have a question about that story. Yes, sir. The The account that I read, and I don't know if it's the same one you did, basically made it seem like the only reason that they were stopped and kidnapped was basically to obtain the vehicle that had U.S. plates on it. Is that accurate? Uh, I don't know because they did put the four people in another vehicle, so I don't know what they did with the four people. Oh, okay. I guess, okay. I guess that would be... I ain't going there. Well, you basically go just to use it as a smuggling vehicle. And I ain't going to Alaska anymore either. Not that I've ever been, but I'm not going. You what go happened Alaska. there? Oh, what we happened forgot to talk about that off Jeez, the air. Jeez, Kenny. Oh. The, the hour before that hour to me was the most disturbing, Joe. There was a 
There was a test. We're talking aliens here. In oh, Nevada. Of course. There was I should a, test, have known. a nuclear test in Nevada. I believe it was 1953. Right after the explosion, a spacecraft was seen whizzing across the sky. Yep. It crashed. They recovered a living body oh. that went to work for the U.S. government mm -hmm. at Area 51. That's what I'm His talking about. His job now. was to reverse engineer the spacecraft that they have. Mm -hmm. That, to me, was the most frightening and alarming thing I had ever heard. And many people... Who reported that? <laughs> people. Yeah. Some people. Some green-eyed lady. Green-eyed lady. In Alaska, yeah. there's some weird stuff happening. And over and over that. again, the one story I didn't believe is that uh, a craft landed outside of Washington, D.C., and this guy went to the Pentagon and had a meeting with Eisenhower. Sorry, yeah. I'm putting the brakes on yeah, that I'm gonna one. I'm put the brakes on that one. But um, it's been said that they have contacted, and it's called a close encounter of the fifth kind, where they've had conversations, and um, they have decided that we as a society, this world, is not ready to find out everything. I want it to be that they arrive, and if you've got a sick child, they walk up to you and they give you a little vial, and they say, give this to the baby. Ooh. They probably can. And then you're cured. That's, that's what I'm doing there. But okay. these close encounters of the fifth kind, uh, they're evidently very disturbed by uh, the nuclear capabilities that the world has, and they're worried that we're going to destroy. Yeah, they don't like us having this, do they? Right. Yeah. That the, it'll all happen this year, people. It'll all become known to you this year, Johnny. Another, I mean, what uh, are we going to do when some uh, a craft hovers above the United States that's the size of the United States? Yep, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be hmm. interesting. In other, in other uh, news... <laughs> so hey, now, nice. John, John, yeah, okay. <laughs> I see what you're saying, John. Say, now, this is happening every year. I don't know. These maybe aren't even news stories anymore. Authorities say nine people had to be rescued Sunday night after getting stranded on a sheet of ice in Goodhue County. Yeah. Goodhue County Sheriff's Office's deputies, along with members of the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources and the Lake City Fire and Ambulance crews were called to Lake Pepin shortly after 5.30 after oh. a caller said six adults and three kids were stranded on the lake. The crews got there. They entered the ice from the Maiden Rock, Wisconsin landing, then used airboats to reach for the nine people and bring them to shore. Ooh, uh, luckily, badass. The sheriff says uh, nobody was injured. Uh, crews plan to return today to get a snowmobile, ATV, and fishing gear that were left out on the ice sheet. A uh, tough few days. I don't know if you guys I'm sorry, gonna... Johnny, but how yeah. does that happen? How do you get stranded on ice? The ice breaks off. You start floating away. Okay. Yeah. I don't trust river ice. Ever. Right. If that's moving. I'd... Not even if it's 40 below out and there's a foot of ice out there. If there's moving water underneath, yikes. Right. I'm chicken. Tough few days in the musical world. We told you about the death of legendary saxophonist Wayne Shorter on Friday. Yeah. Uh, then on Friday afternoon, or on Thursday, I'm sorry. Then on Friday, we found out multi-string virtuoso David Lindley had died. He played with a lot of folks put out his own solo albums and uh, best known for his work with Jackson Brown played the leads on the classic running on empty record and his solo on uh, the later that girl could sing by Brown is pretty much considered the epitome of perfect tone for guitarists. He had been in ill health. He was 78 years old. 
John, my roommate reports that um, in all of her time bartending at the Caboose, the David Lindley show was without a doubt the best show she yeah. had seen. And Amazing she saw player. a lot of acts, a lot of yeah. really good acts. I don't doubt that. I've never seen him. Never, I didn't get a chance to, but his solo records were wonderful. And of course, his playing with Jackson Brown and Zevon and a ton of other people it was great. Uh, then on Saturday, we found out about the death of Michael Rhodes. Rhodes, the bass player in Nashville, played on hundreds of records, played with all the country stars, Johnny Cash, Dixie Chicks, Vince Gilmer, Haggard, Alan Jackson, also played on Records by rock fellows like Mark Knopfler, J.J. Kale, Joel Bonamassa, Steve Winwood, and lots more. No cause of death was given. Rhodes was 69 years old. Uh, and then on Sunday, the last surviving member of Leonard Skinner, Gary Rossington, died. Rossington, an original member, and played lots of great guitar in the band, including those soaring bird-like solo bits in the song Free Bird. He had lots of health problems. He had a quadruple bypass back in 2003 and several heart procedures after that. But he continued to tour when he could and served as an advisor to the band when he couldn't tour. Uh, the band, you know, right now, pretty much a cover band. But those uh, five albums they did before the plane crash, you can't beat them. Pretty good stuff. Oh, yeah. And Rossington played uh, guitar on all of those. After Skinner broke up. Give me three steps, up, baby. Give me three steps to the door. That's the yeah, the first album, the second album, and the fifth album, all just Tuesday's Gone, Simple Man. First album, both those, yep. Um, May I ask they, a dumb question? Sir. Did he, did well, he survive the crash? Leonard? He, yes, he, he, he did. did survive the crash, Leonard? yes. Oh, I just, I didn't know if he was on the plane or not. There's okay. no Leonard. They named it. Yeah. The, the, don't, don't bite, don't bite, Joe. Yeah. Don't Three, bite. Uh, don't bite. What, three of them, Chris, I believe, survived, right? Oh, uh, I didn't Alan, know that. Uh, Collins. you right. Well, yeah, because he was flying solo with uh, Led Zeppelin, right? Johnny, keep going. Uh, that was that wasn't even. Yeah, I don't even anyway, know what that means. Uh, after that the play, to take off like a Led Zeppelin. Oh, after and who said that? I don't know. Keith Moon told oh, that yeah. to Jimmy Page. Anyway, uh, Rossington Collins band. That was Gary Rossington's band shortly after Skinner's plane crash, but then he got back with Skinner after they reformed. So, uh, seventy-one years old, by the way, Rossington. A lot of, lot of rock and roll and, and jazz tests. A lot of people are dying young. Yes, all of them, yeah, around 70, which is a bit disconcerting. <laughs> Concert, <laughs> how about that, Joe, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Concert announcement uh, for the area, fresh off joining his longtime peers, Earth, Wind & Fire, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Lionel Richie will now pair up with Earth, Wind & Fire for a co-headlining tour set to begin in St. Paul on August 4th. Richie and Earth, Wind & Fire will kick off their Sing a Song All Night Long Tour. Uh, that's two songs, one by each. Get it? Sing a Song All Night Long. I think so. Copy. <laughs> was so he a also, member of Earth, Wind & Fire? No, no. He was a member of the Commodores. Lionel Richie was? Yeah, he was the lead singer of the yeah, Commodores. Easy. Remember Easy? I'm yeah, Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do, that's, yeah. That's Lionel Richie. Yeah. He Have looks like an alien. He, he doesn't look right. So oh, that's so, the Chilites, isn't it? Have you, you seen her? Have you, have you seen? Are you yeah, watching him on um, America's uh, American Idol, Kenny? What? And I never. What is? I never heard of that show. Don't bite, Kenny. Yeah, Kenny, don't bite. Don't bite. <laughs> uh, tickets on sale for that concert, by the way, starting next Monday. Hey, how book. was Marty Stewart? Marty Stewart was incredible you they, saw they marty stewart at the hopkins center of the arts where we performed i did yes and uh, they did much to my surprise an all acoustic show and i was kind of disappointed at first but then the show was just brilliant so wonderful it was, 
Yeah, it was. Hopkins Performing Arts Center. You've heard such fine acts as Marty Stewart and uh, Garage Logic, the Garage Logic Show. That's world tour. <laughs> uh, we've told you a million times, don't do this. And Rook will certainly attest to this, I think. Broward Sheriff's Office deputies in Florida arrested an Ohio woman Tuesday after they accused her of making a smart ass remark, a bogus bomb threat at Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport. Yeah, that's a wrong place to do that. Isn't yeah, it? Really yeah, and it wasn't even really clever. Uh, deputies responding to Terminal One at around 1:05 after TSA reported a security alert from a carry-on bag belonging to Dorian Davis of Dayton, who turned 26 years old last week. Authorities said while being patted down by a TSA agent, Davis was heard saying, "Huh, whole time they missed a whole bomb in my bag." Oh, that's hilarious. That's not funny. <laughs> Davis, funny. Davis was arrested and later transported to the uh, main jail in the county without incident. She does uh, face a charge of making a false report or bomb threat against the government or publicly owned property. Florida man who thought he'd hit the jackpot winning thousands of dollars on a Florida lottery scratch-off ticket, but when he went to the lottery office to cash in, he was told the state was keeping his winnings. And he owed money. Ooh, the man, happens. Joe Chung, won $10,000 on his lottery ticket. A message from the scan ticket confirmed the winnings. It congratulated him and directed him to the lottery office to claim the cash. So he went to the office and handed over his winning ticket, but he left disappointed. The unemployed mechanic was handed a piece of paper claiming he owed the state money, specifically the Department of Economic Opportunity for Employment for Unemployment Compensation. Chung said he did get unemployment assistance during the COVID-19 pandemic, and though no fault of his own, the state told him he, told him he was overpaid and had a debt balance of $7,800. Oh. But like so many others, he had applied for and was granted forgiveness before, and the overpayments were waived. Luckily for him, he had proof. He said it took him a while to get through, a couple days actually, to the Department of Economic Opportunity, uh, but it finally meant he could keep the lottery winnings, the ten grand. He said he'd use the money to make mortgage and car payments. This apparently has happened to several people in Florida in the last couple of months. You know what I did yesterday for the first time in my life? What? what? Went to a bakery. What? Hmm? Went to a bakery. Wait, what? On Sunday? Yeah. Bakeries usually aren't open you, on a Sunday. This one was. You never What'd been you to get? a bakery, Joe? Nope. What'd you get? But they start your view and head out. A survey of the best chocolate chip <laughs> cookies in the metro. Yeah, I, saw I went that, to yeah. one of the bakeries that had them, and I got them. <laughs> well, I bought name them. them. It was bread and chocolate. It was the only St. Oh, Paul bread bakery. And, they uh, mentioned. Bread and chocolate is what, was outstanding. That, was that the only thing you had to eat all day? Was just chocolate cookies? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I took them elsewhere as a, as a kind of an arrival gift. Oh. Oh, so how many, cheese, how many cheese sandwiches have you had in the last three, four days? <laughs> oh, none yet. <laughs> it hasn't got that bad yet? No. You know what that was? Huh. That was a call me now. Yeah, I'd want to break this time in the sample. Okay. What's uh, what's uh... Was that something on your list of things you wanted to do as you get older? Just make sure you make it right. to a bakery? Right, crossed it off but, as soon as he got yeah. home. Well, the, you know, both newspapers are just really heavy on food stories. Yeah, I love they the five best, every day. The five so best things go, you ate this week. I love that You went that to story. go see what the hype was all about. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to check this out. <laughs> And, you know, and uh, I did it. I just, I'm proud of myself. Bread and chocolate also has outstanding tuna sandwiches Ooh. and egg salad for uh, on I don't Fridays. Do, I don't do egg salad. I would pay That's big cool. money to get to watch a streaming show, just one camera oh. in your kitchen while she's gone. 
That would that be so would be, fun. It'd be so entertaining. It'd be a lot of opening really the cupboard would. door and going, <laughs> yeah, scratching your head. As, as long as uh, I'm being ridiculed, I was left printed instructions for how to use the washing machine. Oh, my God. And? And? Have you tried it, Joe? And the dryer. No, but I mean, have you attempted? No, yeah. I'm going to see if I can get by without having to do it. But I'll probably have to. <laughs> you know, isn't aren't there laundry services in town where you can just bring in your dirties? Yes. and uh, probably. They'll take, yeah, probably. That, that's what you should do. No, no, no. Soap, no. She already put the Listen. soap in it. So the first time I use it, so it's all measured. So oh, you're not measure, going a Brady Bunch yeah. where there's soap all over. Right, the whole room full over. of okay. bubbles. Right. And, yeah. Oh, my God. There are bubbles everywhere. Bubbles. So I got that going, and uh, we're doing pretty well so far. Several times a week, it seems like it's full of the bubbles. <laughs> uh, I've never been to a bakery. That that astonishes me, Joe. Well, think about it. Think about That's it. That's a good bakery. Why in the hell would I have ever gone to a bakery? Why? Well, uh, when you were a kid. I, I can't why? actually make fun of him for that one. I, I You've think, never uh, been to a bakery? I don't think I've ever walked well, what, into really? a bakery. What, what need would there ever be I, to go to a bakery? That's just not to, my uh, department. Yeah. Go to Georgia's pick up stuff for you know they, they have donuts at the Super America. Yeah, what the yeah, hell? But got, not not you go good to the gas donuts, station though. and get a sweet roll. No. You gotta park and get out and yeah. fight no. the crowd. George, and George's Midwest decision. Bakery, I'm telling you, on Mandan's Main Street, George's Midwest Bakery had the best sugar raised donuts in the Drive world. Drive to Mandan and get oh. me some donuts. Yeah, but it's closed. It's closed now. George, George, we lost George. He passed away about 30 years ago. But when I was a kid, Dorothy Ann Bakery in Woodbury makes those cake donuts. I don't care. And I'm not crispy. going to Woodbury. It's the only time, oh, the only time Matthew gets serious on this show when it it's really about is. food. It's yeah. the yeah. only time he's serious. You're, you're endorsing my selection of bread and chocolate. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Well, I kept getting it confused with Breadsmith. I drove by that a few times. Breadsmith is where you can get uh, chocolate babka. It's a fantastic. Huh? Um, what in God's name is that? It's a, like a dessert. Uh, chocolate babka. It's like a bread with chocolate on it. It's, do it's fantastic. Yeah. My kids, I'll, uh, my yeah. kids. I'll love tell it. you who makes a damn good cookie is that's those, <laughs> Call me now. those peanut butter cookies that come in that yellow bag that's in the uh, vending machine. That's a damn good yeah. cookie. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to go to a bakery to get I them. Tell you, I like eat some buck fifty. I had some cookies from them Girl Scouts this weekend too. Those no, were no, good. I'll tell you what, that no. ain't cheap going no. to a bakery. No, it's not. That's but you're getting quality food. Yeah. Um, I'm anti Girl Scout cookie. We got okay. a whole pile. Can I tell you that story too? What? Yeah. The neighbor brings it, the little girl from across the street. Shoot. We're selling. I said, Do you got thin mints? And she said, No. And I said, Well, then I don't want anything. But if you get thin mints, I'm your guy. Come back. So they come back. The Samoa is the best Girl Scout. Guys, cookie. they've ruined oh. them. They've made them too healthy. And there's a smaller portion. Can I we, really I wanna, want to complain? I want to hear how to turn out, Joe. I haven't, they haven't come back yet. Oh, so you're just hanging on the verge, hoping. I'll are you buy, checking? I'll buy ten boxes. Are you checking the shades yeah. every now and then? You walk yeah, to the I window guess. and look yeah. out. You know what happened to Joe? Baby doll need a thin mint. Yeah, baby doll needs a thin mint. <laughs> he got a cousin in the car. Yeah, you got a twin in the car. That's Halloween candy. That's, Halloween. That's my favorite story. <laughs> I need another one. He got a twin yeah, in the car. You held the bag up open. Like, oh yeah, you got him. You got him. Oh. 
I got called a really, really mean, mean word on Friday oh. night when the roommate got home and saw that the half of a banana cream pie that was in there when she left was Ooh. completely gone. Ooh, did that? She did not like that. Oh, boy. They're that was her half, probably. You're a greedy kid, huh? Yeah. Well, well, why don't we take a break? But I want to tell you something. You don't want your affairs... You know, when you when you die, you want enough money left over for the kids to go to the bakery. That's how fine. About, how about this? <laughs> when you eat half the banana cream pie and she wants to file for divorce, then you, you call you know, you call my people. Yes, or if she kills you, you want it all set up. You call Eckberg Lammers. So you got a problem. You got a banana cream pie problem. There was half left. I ate it. She now wants a divorce. Sure I don't want to get I don't work. I gotta take now care she of my gets taxes. half of all my stuff. That's right. right. <laughs> you want to avoid court, you want to avoid taxes, no, you want to minimize taxes and control your wishes, then you need an estate plan. I don't care how old you are, I don't care what you think of the word estate. The estate merely means your belongings. You don't want what you've worked for to fall into the hands of the government, particularly in this godforsaken state of Minnesota, where you might never see that money again, neither will your people. But they will with the estate plan from Eckberg Lammers. They'll take care of any children's questions, property questions in the family. Snowbirds, you have tax questions. Small businesses, you want succession planning. They take care of everything. And unfortunately, uh, you can't avoid it. And I wouldn't wait. Rookie, I'm looking at you. Yeah, I wouldn't wait. Wouldn't I'd wait. get this done. Wait. It's called being proactive. Do I have to get foghorn yeah, for that? Gets the fog horn. Uh, but that does make sure your family is taken care of and your assets are protected according to your wishes. Start this conversation. Call Eckberg Lammers. Tell them that you're a GLer and you're worried about your stuff, and they'll take care of it for you. It's uh, it absolutely is a must. Call Eckberg Lammers at 651 439 2878. Or visit Eckberg Lammers at EckbergLammers.com. Have you heard the book heard about the book, The Coddling of the American Mind? Yes. Okay. But I don't. Who did it? Uh, Greg Lukanoff and Jonathan Haidt, H-A-I-D-T. Yep, I have not read it. Okay. Why are you asking? Uh, somebody just said, Give that uh, name of the book to Joe. Is Joe aware of it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Message received. I'm not prepared to go into it yet, but one of the things we're going to go into in the future is uh, I think the government will be using mental health issues as a further control device because you you can't you can't walk a city block without hearing about mental health it's, problems. It's already partially happening. Yeah. I agree with you completely. Did you see the DJ Tice piece? Um, no. The editorial was no, talking yes. about that yeah. in relation to high school kids. Well, it's happening. It's going to be a big part of the school curriculum. All right. Uh, we I don't have, have any other ads, do I? No, nope, we just, I might need to sneak out. Kenny, are we done? Nope. Kenny has DK mags here. And then we're done. Yeah, I'll just sneak out now. I have to be there for an interview at two o'clock. Who are you interviewing? Uh the name of the gal is How's the uh it is uh, unique. 
a unique ad. How, how rigorous is the uh, process? Do you have a pulse? Oh, yeah. no, not quite. Not quite. You got to interview a gal for a job. Oh, this is conventionally spelled Jennifer. Huh? Usually June it's um. June. It's not that easy. Do you wear your glasses like that when you're interviewing? They're down at your nose. Yeah, I do. Oh, actually. Yes, I am looking at your file. There's a lot of uh, there was a lot of meetings today. Right. Do it like uh, Chevy Chase and uh, Richard Pryor. Honky. <laughs> Dead honky. Dead honky. Dead honky. Uh, I'm ready if you guys are. All right. I'm just going to be. I'll see you guys. See you, see you Rook. Ready, Joe? Yeah. Okay. Is Kenny ready? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores. Sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sucheray. Firearm aficionados, let's talk about DK Mags. They have a full stock of the most modern firearms and ammunition in stock. If you're looking for something specific or rare, DK Mags can also take special orders on specialty items or hard to source items. Hop on the website, DK Mags, and start shopping. If you don't see it there, call or stop in. It's essential. Uh, because they will help you out. DK Mags has a, boy, they've got a gunsmith uh, shop right in there. They can help you with the smaller items. If it's something big and complicated and tough, they have solid outside resources for difficult issues. They have the buying power of a big, 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 big joint, but they're they're small, small, local, kind of really down-home feel, and they know a lot of us by name, and that's why I love them. That's why I fell in love with them the very first time. I was looking for something rare, they found it. I went in there. Uh, they treated me with respect. It was wonderful. And what I'm getting to here, if, if you're new to the game, you're thinking about your very first purchase. DK Mags is the place to go. The staff, very accommodating. Fair prices, quality firearms, a wonderful staff. They're on Old 8 in New Brighton and on the web, dkmags.com. A lot of times I find stuff in the Saturday papers that just absolutely intrigues me to the point of having to save it. And on the uh, Saturday Star Tribune, Minnesota section on the cover was this headline, police, colon, man bailed out by nonprofit back in jail. And it's the Freedom Fund. Oh, good. And the guy in question is a guy named Jack D. Heinrich. He's 33. He was charged Thursday in Hennepin County District Court with two felonies burglary and property damage over an outburst mid-afternoon last week at the Caribou Coffee uh, on uh, in Brooklyn Park on Colorado Lane. The latest incident comes on top of three others in Brooklyn Park since last summer that Heinrich has been charged with, stomping on an American flag in July that he lowered from a highway overpass, and then injuring an officer while resisting arrest, settling the Salvation Ar setting a Salvation Army fire in November and vandalizing a brew house last month. He was quickly arrested at the Caribou Coffee Shop and remained jailed Friday in lieu of $20,000 bail ahead of a court appearance. Heinrich, who is homeless uh, and has a history of mental illness, also ventured in mid-January into Minneapolis where he was charged and sentenced to probation on a misdemeanor theft count. 
The judges who sentenced Heinrich in the arson and the brewhouse vandalism also chose probation for him, setting aside any jail time or county workhouse. The only time he has served time for any of the crimes was while in jail awaiting resolution of each case. Uh, and then we go on to learn that uh, Heinrich's actions are a major burden to our agency to constantly having to be dealing with the same individual over and over again with the same type of crime, said Police Inspector Elliot Faust, who added that his department is looking at what Heinrich has whether Heinrich has committed other offenses in Brooklyn Park since last year. Uh, he made, he did more than $8,000 in damage at the coffee shop last week. He broke the display cases and ceiling tiles and shattered glasses and coffee mugs. Employees and patrons feared for their safety and locked themselves in the bathrooms. Sounds like Harding High School. Yeah. A store employee had been so traumatized by the incident that uh, they won't be returning to work until next week. Faust added that one person inside the coffee shop thought it was an active shooter. When they heard the glass breaking, they ran out of the store in terror. They thought they were going to die. A similar but less chaotic incident. Okay, well, let me get to the... Uh, uh, the uh, Faust was disappointed to learn of the origin of Heinrich's bail money. Given his history and him being released and reoffended, the Freedom Fund is not helping with these types of problems, the police inspector said. He said judges set bail amounts to ensure a defendant won't reoffend and will attend and will attend court hearings as required. And here's the, I, I took a long time for me to get to the point. And I apologize. Freedom Fund Director of Programs, Jaina Curran, declined to talk specifically about how Heinrich was chosen by the nonprofit for bail assistance. But she did list people who are unhoused and are being targeted for their housing status as one category that the fund prioritizes. Wow. He wasn't being targeted. No, he was a pain in the ass and what, being repeatedly well, he arrested. Being targeted because he's unhoused. Homeless, you mean? Yeah. Asked about inmates who are chronic offenders, Curran said, we are not going to eliminate anyone based on their criminal history. The criminal legal system has already failed Mr. Heinrich. It's not us to blame. Oh, it's, it's a systemic failure. It's the system's fault. So that's the ideology sure. you euphorians have created in your... You think that's somehow virtuous that the movie stars slip the Freedom Fund ten grand or whatever, and they accomplish nothing except continuing problem behavior. But I can feel better about myself when I oh, write the check. Oh, absolutely, sure. Mm -hmm. You know, one time this poor Heinrich guy, uh, he told the cops, "Hey, if I go to prison, at least I got a place to live." And the Freedom Fund is windmilling this poor guy because they keep getting him out. Think he's just trying to get there? Hell, he wants to stay in prison. He doesn't have any place to be. Well, that's just you can't win. How how are you supposed to win against that? But how he a he wasn't targeted, and b uh, the ideology of the Freedom Fund is that the victims uh, that the criminals are the victims. It's that simple. The criminal uh, of no matter what you do, according to the Freedom Fund. You are the victim of a systemic failure by the judicial system. There's your freedom fund. Mm -hmm. Thus the continued disintegration of a city. And the country. And uh, all like that. All like that. Only because they come to us. 
all the way from Marloth Park in Umpumalanga. Uh, where are we? South Africa. South Africa from the Traveling Lymans at WorldwideWaftage.com in 1852. March 6th. On this day. Yep. Hennepin County was formed, named for Louis Hennepin, a Franciscan missionary who saw and named the Falls of St. Anthony in 1680. Uh, there's a lot of them today, so I'm going to cut to, uh, on this day in 1868, three, six. Grant, Lyon, and Wilkin counties were formed out of Laquaparle County, which ceases to exist. Uh, Grant and Lyon are named for Civil War generals Ulysses S. Grant and Nathaniel Lyon. Wilkin County had previously been named for Robert Toombs, who later became a Confederate leader. The county was then named Andy Johnson. For, for the president, <laughs> Andy Johnson, Johnson County. Name? Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> but his political attitude disturbed the county's residents, leading them to adopt the present name, which honors Colonel Alexander Wilkin. See, I would have gone with Andy Johnson. Yeah. On this day in 1871, the name Laquiparl is given to a new county. The name for is French for Lake That Talks. It likely refers to echoes among the bluffs surrounding the lake of the same name. Yellow Medicine County was also formed, named for the root of the moon seed, called Pajuta Z, Yellow Medicine by the Dakota, and used as, an, as a medicinal herb. Hmm. Or do you say herb? No, it's herb. <laughs> herb, I think, yeah. Herb is your neighbor. And this was terribly important. And this day in 2000, March... Sixth. Yeah. Duluth became the first city in the nation to ban the sale of mercury thermometers to prevent the element from polluting the environment. Minnesota had prohibited the use of mercury thermometers in hospitals in 1992. I had no idea. I had no idea that mercury that from thermometers was a big problem. I guess it was back in 2000. What did people break them and then... Well, if you dropped it, I'm sure, and it broke. Mercury is a weird uh, element. I'll say. It rolls around like beads, you know, BBs. Yeah. It's weird stuff. In the early, mid-1800s, they would administer mercury to people as a cure-all. Sure, it helped you with stuff. Sure. You can can get it. (laughs) You can get some mercury. Helped you with stuff. I don't know what it did, but. Now you just use Tussin. I don't even know what that is. It's a Chris Rock. Why? Well, thank you, GLers. Uh, Dad, my arm's broken. Just put a little tussin on it. Tussin. All right. I don't know what that is. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, GLers, do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button on the Garage Logic YouTube channel because there we are posting daily content for your amusement. You can also follow us along on our social media channels, which is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And oh, the Garage Logic Town Council, if you haven't signed up yet for 10 bucks a month or $100 a year, completely separate from the actual podcast. We had someone, uh, an emailer, a confused emailer, ask about that last week. No. The town council is completely separate. The Garage Logic podcast, that is still free. So find out more and sign up right now at garagelogic.com. I'm still live on the town council, Patrick.
Did I swear? Yeah. Well, yeah, not, you're all right. not so you notice. You guys, we better start to route 1120. 1120. Okay. Why is that? I got to go to see a doctor. Yeah. At 120. Ouch. Uh, just a routine deal. Oh. You're not going to go with walls to get your colonoscopy, are you? Nope. Well, you don't need one. Were you just going to go in? <laughs> you routinely go in and just ask for one? Or? I was doing my records and stuff uh, for the last deal. Hey, throw in another one six, for me, well, will you? It's been six, seven years, you know. You're all right. Who knows what's going on in well, there? It's coming up on the hey, right. we need to get on roof. Yeah, he won't. He hasn't had yeah, one. Then I've had one, and I'm 10 Vince years old. never had one? No. Vince wow. he said he never got anybody jab something up his rear end, and he died at age 58, so good for him. Of colon cancer? Yeah. yeah. He did? Yeah. yeah. He was only 58? He was only 58, something like that. Uh, I'm ready for you, Suchi boy. Huh. Oh, uh, you need California stories. wildfires. Yes, John, how old was uh, Lombardi when he Emitted. Died? Not sure. Yep. More CO2. That's CO2. The number two. The number two. <laughs> Then 16 years worth of emissions. And 16 Oof. years worth of emissions? I just make it, uh, okay, whatever. 57, Pat. 57, wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, less than half of Minnesota public school students cannot perform math. Or read at grade level. Perform math or read at grade level. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah, Johnny, because that 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 math thing really ate up a lot of time. Then just yeah. go to Johnny Height. I got to go to the uh, men's room. I can guarantee you there's a host, there's a mayor of a city who can't <laughs> perform at math level either. Right here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can't draw a three. Can't make an eight. Or an eight. Sorry. And I can't do threes either. That was the joke I said, Chris, when you didn't hear me before the show started. Yeah, <laughs> if no. I were Joe, I wouldn't talk about I math. I would be bad mouthing <laughs> those kids that can't count. You know, Jesus. Justin hey, Turner, what the, uh, uh, what's that, John? Justin Turner just got drilled in the face and head by a fastball. Oh, my oh, God. Man. Who did I see get his face taken wasn't, off over uh, the weekend? Wasn't ready, was he? Uh, uh, he was ready. He was the guy. It was just a fastball straight up and in. And I was watching. Was he still on the field? He, yeah, well, no, they carried him off. He was bleeding pretty good. Ooh. They didn't carry him off. He, he he was walked off, but he was held. Let's put oh, it that way. I was watching the Mets play the somebody. Red Sox? Yep. Red Sox, yep. No, Red Sox. Well, they're not playing the Twins, are they? Uh, no, they played know, yesterday, didn't they? see who they were playing, to be well, true. They play them about eight times. That's true. Um, we're doing... No, Detroit they're playing. We're doing Sarasota. We're going it? to Florida again? Yeah, for spring break. We're going to take the boys, though, this time. Mm -hmm. They've never been. Um, and what's what's the shithole city the Pirates play in? Brayden. Oh, I like Brayden. I love their ballpark, but the city's a dump, isn't it? No, it's great over by the ocean. 
by the water. Yeah. Jess said we have to do Sarasota, even though the Orioles. Siesta Key. Yeah. Yeah. She said we were going there for a day, and I said, "Okay, you're the boss." That's the best town in Florida. Is it? Yeah. What two hours each way from the fort? Hour and a half? Nah, not really. It oh. depends upon if somebody has a flat tire on 75 or not. You well, I told her, I said, or... if we're going to go up there, we should do it on Sunday so we don't have to deal yes, with yes. weekday traffic. So we're going to do that on Sunday the 26th, I think. Hey, what what did the Ray's radio guy die of? Did he have a heart attack? Uh, I guess so. He was a chubby guy. The guy he was, was a great. big guy. You know, you know hey, John, did you ever hear uh, I, don't I only think did that, because uh, of the serious XM deal. Yeah, me they carry too. Games. And he's, he doesn't have the voice of a fat guy. He has a no. He's got a great, a, like a great voice. He sounds like Provis. I, I love the guy because he wasn't a rampant homer. You know, yeah. when they were playing yeah. when they were playing lousy. He'd say they the Rays are now two out of twenty seven in their last running runners in scoring position stuff, and he. <laughs> He, you know, he was great. I, I, I was shocked when I saw a photo of him that he was that big a guy. I heard those fat guys have distinctive voices. How come we're putting speaking. up with Atterbury right now? Where's Provis? Provis is doing basketball. Oh, I suppose that's yeah. right. You know, I don't know Chris Atterbury. He might be a hell of a guy. I don't know him. I just don't like his voice. Well, I don't know. Hope he's he not a town council while, member. Once in a while, oh. he has some good information. So I'm yeah, Chris, I've him. met Chris. He's a nice. He's a super I'm nice not guy. Saying I don't know him. It's just there's something about his voice. Glad had me. a I, glad had the great glad line though, and uh, Atterbury said something about well, you know, he's taking a day off, and Glad goes, huh? You know, I said like he wants to rip the hell out of him, but I love it when Dan does that on the air. Glad he isn't uh, doing wolves broadcast. Oh my god! Could you imagine? Yes, cat. Somebody call. Not back yet, is he? No, somebody find cat. Somebody find cat. What a weak character he must be. Unbelievable. Chris, I sent you the stories. I do. I got them. Thank you, Johnny. I'm going to go now. Why? 11 Look at 11 herself in the mirror for taking that money. 20 tomorrow. Well, yes, 11:20. Next year the new salary kicks in. Oh yeah. The contract is I don't know what the uh yearly is, but the whole contract's 235. For how many years? Yeah, five. Seven, seven, five. It's only seven, five. 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 Guaranteed? Oh yeah. Oh god, yeah. NBA don't do that. Uh, they don't do that non-guaranteed. Criminal. Hey, I have a theory on that I'll share with you guys on Cat. Well, let's go. I want to hear the song. I'm still trying to post the previous show that we did. There's not much to talk about in sports. Are you kidding me? It's March Madness. Oh, it's not happening. We never had more to talk about in our lives. Okay, I'll just take your lead. Hang on here. Wilder going to win the cup. Yeah, that's good. I mean, they don't give up any goals. Do you know that they are fourth in the league in, in goals allowed? Fourth in the league Oof. in goal. They're they're only like twenty fifth in goal scored. They just tighten her up. They tighten her tighten up. Tighten her up. They tighten, tighten her up. up. <laughs> tighten her. You gotta put the biscuit in the basket.